coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hello, I'm Barbara Gon Mueller. I'll be your host for the next 20 exciting minutes. I say that with cheek, a happiness smile, and all saying, listen, this is a time for you to understand something that you've probably been wondering, where have all these fabulous movies appeared in the Santa Barbara International Film Festival? Well, the 2021 Peace Prize winner is Roger Durling, and he's going to bring us into the inner workings of peace and film and how we can become part of the world that we see on screen. How can we bring peace to the world? I'm also president of the United Nations Association for the last 10 years. Roger's been the, pres the executive director of the International Santa Barbara International Film Festival for 17 years and a professor at the City College for 12 years. This man knows what he is talking about. I've done a Google search on him today and I can't <laughs> stop talking about his recommendations. I'm calling up people and saying, you've got to watch this movie. It's as if Roger walks in the writer's brain. He walks in their shoes. He gets the mind of the film into your mind. And so with that, Roger, I welcome you to peacepodcast.org. Thank you for being our 2021 oh, well, Peace Prize winner. Well, thank you for, for bestowing that honor, which I'm delighted about, humbled and and grateful. Well, uh, this is a really interesting time, isn't it, Roger? With the pandemic, you know, we need film now more than ever for hope and inspiration. Tell me a little bit about your philosophy of peace. Well, it, it, it involves a community, and that's one of the reasons why I love the film festival, that it brings all this different people thousands upon thousands of people and congregate under the auspices of film. But the, just the basic idea of bringing everybody together, um, a community to share a common passion is, 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 is important. Now, then you provide an entry point to other points of view of other cultures, of other beliefs. And, and I think that aspect of, as well, the, the way that film is able to educate that we're all human beings and that we are all, um, we're all basically one, the same family. Um, it's ultimately my philosophy. I mean, it, I'm very, it, I'm not very sophisticated about about speaking about, um, you know, what I'm more, I'm more of a doer, you know, it's, it's like, I, I speak about the, the, the idea of community and educating. Um, and I'm, I don't think I'm being articulate enough right now, but ultimately I, we do that. We bring in people together from, from different beliefs, different religions, different backgrounds, we bring them together. And then while, while we do that at the same time, we, we, 
put them in touch with other cultures and other um, you know subject matters that normally they wouldn't uh, be introduced to and ultimately what happens is that I, I feel that film is the ultimate equalizer think about think about the fact that we're all in the dark together watching a screen and within that dark it doesn't it doesn't matter what background you are it doesn't matter you can't see the color of your skin we're all sharing something and experience together you know you are so right and you know roger you created the santa barbara international film festival what made you go into international and i thank you with all my heart because i come from the united nations and the united nations association which takes care of the world um international because it was essential as i mentioned earlier to introduce to, to make the world small, uh, smaller for, um, you know, to, to represent. I mean, I think that you, you cannot just watch films that are about one particular country, whether you're in the United States solely show American films in order to, to really um, understand film and nature and, civilization you need to expose yourself to all you know films from all over the world and um and then we 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 find a commonality by by and that's one of the things that i love the most about film is the fact that i'm able to watch a film from say from japan and understand that they go through the same emotions and frustrations and fears that i undergo um and 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 then we find common ground and i think that once you find common ground um you you're able to live you um you know happily um yeah common ground and conversation this is the secret to our success i think with the international film festival you know, let me read something from today's news press where you were featured because of you getting the 2021 World Peace Santa Barbara United Nations Peace Prize. Through his unending dedication to film and community, Roger Derling has brought the world to Santa Barbara audiences through international films and introduced Santa Barbara to the world, the UNA and the Santa Barbara, I should say, offices of the world are now looking on at Roger because of what he has done to bring the world to us during the pandemic. We don't have to sit home and think, what's going on? We can go to the movies. There's one more thing I want to say, Roger. Your film recommendations are so real. I want to thank you for doing that. Do you do that every day? I did that. Um, it started during the pandemic. Um, it started on March 18, 2020. I, um, I started uh, every day um, sending um, a movie recommendation because I knew that we were all going to be isolated and we were all going to be needing inspiration, uh, refuge. Um, and I've always found that in, in movies. I, I never expected that I was going to be writing for over a year on a daily basis. Um, 
but I did. Um, it started, I, as I said, very simple, a couple of paragraphs where I just recommended the film. And then eventually my ed educational uh, side took over and my daily rec movie recommendations became, uh, you know, lessons you know, on how to watch a film, how to appreciate film and comment about what was happening at the time, um, you know, in the world. Um, to be honest, Barbara, I never thought anybody was reading them. Um, I always, I, I, I was having a dialogue with an imaginary reader um, and then slowly but short, because you know, if you remember, we were so isolated and, 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 uh, and so I felt that there were, it was just a one-way street, me sending these this, this letters out and never expected to have any readership. And lo and behold, there were, <laughs> there were a lot of people reading them and looking forward to receiving them as well. Well, isn't that a compliment, looking forward to receiving them? That's what I have become. I talked to Jack Freelander, who is one of your devoted fans, and he asked me to ask you a question. And because you are a professor at the City College, he asked me to ask you, how have the students changed about film and what's going on in their minds as you begin your classes this year? Oh, throughout the years, I have, I have seen that um, students have become more devoted and more interested in the arts. Um, I, I, especially Santa Barbara City College, the past few years that they have the Promise program where now students don't have to pay to go to City College. So um, I, I, I have seen uh, the interest in, in how cinema affects their life um, uh, more and more. I've also, you know, we're, we're living in a very visual world now with Instagram and Facebook and, and the internet. And we're being bombarded with so much visual imagery. And students are starting to realize that um, in some ways they can be manipulated uh, in good and bad ways, and understanding um, um, media literacy is is essential in this day and age. And you don't have to study film to become a filmmaker. Um, and I think that uh, it is any aspects of your life, um, knowing about film and media, uh, it's it's put to use. So students are acknowledging that and and they're very i mean we we just came out of a whole year where we were teaching virtually and and now i'm teaching in person fortunately and i you could hear pinter up in the classroom now because the students are so grateful that we're actually in person and are treasuring the experience well, you bring a wealth of information to your students also. You know, um, you are like, um, I don't know what to describe you as, but like a world leader in film. And I don't know many people like you. Now, I've been to these film festivals, but they're all local and they're just really honoring the white person out there. But what I got today when I was looking you up was The Daughter of the Dust. What a profound movie. 
What a profound review, honest to goodness. Now, I'm talking about something that you can find on the internet to listen to, to find more about Roger's recommendations during this quarantine. But I don't want to stop there because I really want Roger to talk about his youth. I hear you were in Panama when you started out. What's your trip from Panama to Santa Barbara? That's quite an amazing journey itself. Well, uh, yeah, How did you go to the movies in Panama? I was I was born and raised in Panama, and Spanish is my first language. Uh, don't be fooled by a name like Roger Durling. I'm a, I'm Latino. Um, uh, it, it, since I as long as I can remember, I was found refuge in movies. I'm going to tell you a little detail that not many people know about is that you can see my glasses; they're tinted. Um, it wasn't discovered until later in in my life that I'm, I, I have light sensitivity. Um, I, I get headaches and I squint a lot when there's bright light. My prescription, although yes, I, do, I look rather cool with shades on, um, I, I have to wear them nonstop because of the sensitivity. But funny enough, when I was little, I found so much comfort being inside the movie theater. Um, and and, and it, yeah, because it's darkened, and the only light is from you know it's it's from the movies but it's not a blinding light so i found a lot of comfort um you know unconsciously i was gravitating you know like a moth to a flame i was gravitating to movie theaters because you know they were darkened also panama if you've ever been it's it's human it's very very humid mm -hmm. and we didn't have an we didn't have air conditioning and movie theaters were cooled um and so i gravitated to that as well um and then but then quickly i started i mean I, as far as i remember i i i saw the movies as a window to travel and to be exposed to other cultures and i love i love that i remember seeing a passage to India, um, uh, David Lean's film at a young age, and just being amazed that there was there was there was India, and and I could you know film can transport me there, and and I was able to dream and share dreams and. And so, yeah, at a very young age, I was just that, that is so beautiful that <laughs> you're transported to India. My mother was raised in Denver, Colorado, and she was raised in, during the Depression, and she got a nickel or 10 cents a week, and she put five cents in the movie magazines and five cents to go to the movies. My mother ended up working at Macy's, the head buyer, glamorous woman from a chicken farm because of Warner Brothers education about the world today and then entertainment second i know that because i was a pr person for the warner brothers granddaughter and she said my my grandfather and his brothers wanted to educate and that's what you do roger you educate well it's it's um i look back if you know i'm, I'm also a big avid historian about film and if, if you look up back at the most terrible times in our history people have gravitated to the movies you know during the depression the studios were churning it churning out material and it was very affordable and at the time 
you know, the, during the Great Depression, as you know, people uh, were unemployed in, in big numbers, but they still could go to the movies. And, For five cents on Saturday. And, and dream um, and be, be, and during World War Two, World War One, you know, people were flocking to the movies. Um, during the Vietnam War, if you think about all the movies that that were dealing with the anti-establishment and the anxiety that the country was going through in the 1970s, um, and 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 even today, um, this past year. Can you imagine what we would have, what it would have been like if, if it wasn't for movies? Yes, we couldn't go to movie theaters and congregate, but we could go home and turn on the TV and have access to movies um, online. And, and that was, that was, you know, it, it was, it was a form of refuge and it was a form of comfort during this very dark period that, that we underwent. And I'm hoping that the films that people are watching enable them to bring the hope back into our lives. So many people don't have that anymore, Roger. You know, you and I can see the movies and I get lost in a movie if I'm really watching a movie that hit, touches my heart and touches my peace center. And I get lost and I'm with that person and I, I'm carrying it around with me. Films have that power to make you realize there is something else out there that you might want to think about. The, the also, and, and I think we've touched about it lightly, but I want to articulate it strongly, is that um, giving um, an outlet to different voices is essential of, um, of a film festival and, and, and all, as well as, as, you know, anybody who's teaching is making audiences aware that there is there is, there are female voices. That there are African American voices. That 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 there is, there is Jewish voices. There's Palestinian voices. Everybody deserves to be heard, and I'm I'm very systematic about in my class and, and when, when I program films for the film festival, that everybody has an equal place um, at the table, that we include every which voice. Um, recently, I showed a very controversial film at the Riviera Theater and I got some, it was before the pandemic, it was a film called Hell Satan. And the film was about this group of of activists in Texas that are that use Satanism to fight, um, uh, you know, government laws that, you know, and and I got so much so much um, complaints from people for showing a film that, I, with sight unseen to them was glorifying Satanism. And, and, um, and I express that, that, that we need to hear every voice, even if it's not, this, it's not the voice we, we want to hear. It, it's actually, I think in, in my life, when, when, I, when I have been open to receiving a form of dialogue that it's not my point of view, 
it, it has been those moments where I've done the, 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 the most growth. Um, it's just been able to listen and to, to be willing to receive and to listen different points of view, different ways of believing, etc. It's, it's, it's important. It's essential. It's absolutely essential for world peace that we hear what people are saying to find out where we might agree or maybe disagree, but that's not the point. The point is to open our mind and to be open to possibilities. You know, um, my husband and I would travel the world because he was at the UN and people would say, oh, how can you be so positive? Don't you know what's going on? And we would say, we certainly do. We do know what's going on. And we put that into our computer brain but we focus on the world we want. And we bring that to the people we meet as we walk around and do our speeches. We talk about the world that could be one at peace, one without war, but that doesn't mean we don't know what's going on. That just means that's what we want. And what we want is so powerful. And that's what I see movies doing, giving us options, right, Roger? Absolutely. And, and, and it, they, they don't have to be in sync with your point of view. Um, they could be an opposing view, but is, is your, your willingness to be open and your willingness to receive. And, and I think that's where change happens, where people see is to listen to each other more, where people find commonality. Um, and I've used that term many times in our conversation today, but, but that to me, it's always, um, it's it always, whenever I address anybody, whenever I walk in a room, whenever I, I, I'm, I'm traveling, I love traveling, I travel all over the world and I speak several languages, I always like to find the things that we have in common and and we we're human beings we breathe we're we, that we have that in common you know and and now you and, see and, why he is a 2021 peace prize winner because this is how world peace begins what do we have in common i remember so many wonderful peacemakers that i've interviewed on peacepodcast.org and some have said I would say, now let's see what we have in common. And the only thing they had in common was they ate breakfast. That was it. But they started with that. They ate breakfast. They went to bed at night. They began a conversation. And you know, the Dalai Lama always said, have a picnic with your grandchildren. You'll end all wars. And so that's my goal. And that's why we have Roger as our 2021 World Peace Conference. And I should say, 2021 Santa Barbara United Nations Association Peace Prize winner. Roger, what do people say to you? I have a book and it should be a movie. What are three things that you look for in a book before you say, go forth and make it into a movie? Or how do you even approach such a topic? About, I'm, I'm, if you don't. I used to be a president of the book authors. And yeah. they asked, my book should be a movie. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 you mean, what advice do I give to writers that want their movies? I think write it yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to, to do it. You know, if you're a writer and you have the book, why don't you sit down and take a first stab at it and, and do a draft? Um, and what makes a movie producer such as yourself or people who do the movies say, that's the book, I, like Fried Green Tomatoes. We all know this wonderful woman who lives in Santa Barbara. 
her book had so much heart and so much history. There was so much in that book. And so is that what they look for today in our movies? They look, they look at something that it's powerful. They look at something that has commonality, that it, that it has a lot of specificity, but that has commonality as well. I mean, ironically, the more specific you are about your story and personal, ultimately, it is where the universality arrives I was I was thinking, Barbara, what, what you told me earlier about commonality. When we were talking about commonality, and I wanted to share a recent um, a recent exchange that I had, where I I needed I needed to travel um, through Colorado uh, for two hours, um, and 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 I had this uh, driver that was taking me through the rural parts of Colorado. And he was um, politically not in, in, in my same beliefs. And, and um, I thought it was gonna be, a, I sit down in the car and, um, and he had um, a sticker of um, a, 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 a political um, candidate that I didn't vote for. And, um, and my first impression was like, oh my God, this is a two hour drive and I'm gonna have to be with somebody who I don't have anything in common. And, 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 and then all of a sudden I just, I, I said, you know, let's make the best out of this. And I, I said, what, do you watch movies? And he told me, of course, yes, I love watching movies. And what, what are the movies that you like? And then all of a sudden, he started telling me the movies that he liked and I started, we had, we started this conversation and flew, time flew for two hours. And I could tell that the tension that he had about having me in the car and vice versa, totally, totally dissipated. And it was because we found that we, we had this passion for certain movies and we, and we found commonality that way. You know, that's how you bring peace to a situation. You know, you find that commonality. I've been in so many taxi cab driving peer situations where there wasn't a bit of information that I thought that person would share, but I'd say something like, what was your favorite song in high school? And they'd say things like, let there be peace on earth. And then the conversations would begin just like with the movies, right, Roger? Yeah, and it's not just, I mean, I'm glad you brought, you bring up music. I think that art has that, that, that role. Um, um, and, you know, you, you can, art brings everybody together. Art, art gives, art, art is a conduit to conversation, to, to solace, to, um, you know, to to challenge you, et cetera, but it does bridge, it does bridge um, cultures and disparate um, uh, political beliefs, et cetera. Um, you always have commonality, you, you know, with music. I love it that, you know, in particular music is that you don't need translation. You just, you know, the music bring, is able to, to bring us closer. This is such an exciting conversation. There's so many of the heartstrings that you're pulling 
as you talk today because I really see the value of movies. I see the value of music and I see the value that Roger Durling for the last 17 years has brought to Santa Barbara. You know, we've had the marquee at the Arlington filled with these glamorous people, but he always gets to the heart of them. And that's why I want you to join us September 21. That's the International Day of Peace, which my late husband, Robert Mueller, actually helped invent at the United Nations. He said, we need one day where we have no wars, where we have no fighting. And that's the same day that usually the United Nations General Assembly meets, September 21st the first International Day of Peace, and that began in the early 80s. And with that, we decided, okay, let's take advantage of this September 21, and let's have our Santa Barbara Peace Prize on the same day. You can join us, and this is the commercial, by Zoom, to watch Roger and hear him and meet Peter Yeo, the uh, director of the United Nations Foundation. He will be our keynote speaker. We have a music, speaking of music, it brings peace and happiness. We're going to have a music repertoire. And then we're going to hear from Roger again. He's going to tell you about why he is so pleased to be the 2021 Peace Prize winner and why I am so honored to have this Peace Podcast. Roger, I always give the people who I've had the honor of interviewing the last word. What would you like to end with today? Or do you have a dream for the world? Well, I'm definitely, um, I, it's been a trying year for everybody. And at times it's been hard to hang on to hope um, and to be optimistic and, and persevere. And I just um, encourage people to, to remain optimistic to, and to realize that peace and happiness is possible and that it's at everybody's fingertips and that we just need to work at it and just be be more optimistic be more um just kind to yourself and kind to others as well i'm getting emotional just thinking about this but that's what i ultimately believe is that i think that you know you wake I'm up crying right along with you kindness is such a universal wonderful way to treat the world isn't it to be kind even in the moment maybe it's in the gas station a kind word a kindness but anyway you're listening to roger derling you know i could just sit here all day and cry with him because we both believe that the heart speaks and that's what you get through so many movies i have so much i could say but i want to thank all of you for joining us today you see how why roger derling is a 2021 santa barbara una peace prize awardee because of his heart what he's done for Santa Barbara. And it's an international film festival. And be sure you check him out on Google and many other things. Is there any place in particular you would like people to go to to find out more about you, Roger? Well, I, I think that the Santa Barbara Film Festival website, excuse me, fbiff.org, FBI mm -hmm. it's where to go. I mean, um, it's, it's not just me that, runs the film festival you know i have great staff and a great board of directors i'm honored that i'm being singled out by with the peace prize but just know that it i i couldn't be where i'm at if it wasn't for the incredible festival staff the all the volunteers and the board of directors yeah i think i have to agree with you the people around us make us even stronger 
but they like that leadership that you bring. And that leadership is so valuable today. And we need that. We need more leaders out there. Don't expect somebody else to do it. You become the leader that our world needs today, listeners. And remember that Roger's films are available on YouTube and so many other places. And if you want to go to the International Film Festival, you just go to SBIFF. Isn't that correct? SBIFF.org. Org. And this is Roger Derling and Barbara Mueller saying thank you for joining us. And if you want to go to our, our wonderful International Day of Peace Festival, it's September 21, and it's on unasb.org. Get your ticket today. You don't want to miss it. Thanks, Roger. You are fabulous. Thank you, Barbara. What a joy to talk to you. And thanks again for honoring me. And I'm very humble. Well, we're very honored, and we thank you with all our heart. Thank you. I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller saying watch many more of these peace podcasts. They're, they're very short, but they're to inspire you to remember that peace is possible. And maybe you'll even pick up a film and say, I knew it was going to be good. Roger recommended it. Thank you for joining us. Bye for now.